you're tuning in to the Welcome to Motherhood podcast, the series that helps to make motherhood easier, one podcast at a time. I'm your host, Natasha Suttle, mum of four, midwife, educator, terrible housewife, and huge advocate for ditching the mum guilt. Find advice for all your motherhood questions from birth onwards. So here we go, let's get into it. So today we talk about a love-hate relationship that I've got with online mums groups. It's going to be bite-sized episode, just drilling down on the pros and cons, and of course, as always, leaving you to decide where you sit on it, but highlighting a few things I want you to keep in mind when getting involved in other mothers' groups and chatting online with other mums about your experiences, experiences sorry, and your questions. So let's get right into it. The online world of mothers' groups. We're talking due date groups, mothers' groups, Facebook groups, Instagram chat groups, basically with a bunch of strangers. When I talk about mothers' groups, it can be really any online platform that you go to to talk about your day, your kids, your milestones, and milestones are very hot topics on these groups. Um, You're asking for advice, sharing ideas, venting about relationships as parents, and just making online virtual friends that do sometimes turn into real life friends too in some cases for some people. There's just a lot of um, these groups around and I wish people were a bit more mindful of a few things for their own sake and for a huge chunk of it, to be honest, for their own maternal mental health and the expectations they have on themselves as people. So I'm going to start with the cons. Um, As hey, I want to leave the end of the episode on a positive note, so I'm going to start with the cons and do the negatives and then I'm going to go into the positives last. So let's smash into them. Con number one, and again, as always, this is my opinion, my voice, and what I'm thinking. You can absolutely have a different opinion, and we can chat about that later online. But yeah, con number one is the medical advice. I'm cringing as I even say this um, right now. As a medical professional, this is the biggest con that I see on these groups, and it absolutely drives me bonkers, to put it nicely and to say the least. There have been many, many, many times that I've literally had to delete what I was writing or hold myself back from jumping down people's throats for the medical advice that they were dishing out on these mum group with no medical qualifications at all. Admins do usually on good Facebook groups and chat groups, they will jump on it sometimes and shut it down, but not always. And heck, sometimes it's actually the admins themselves who are considering themselves the doctors there with no qualifications. Anyway, the medical advice. These groups should never, ever be the place to work out if your baby is unwell. If your pregnancy concern is normal or if that rash on your baby's back is normal. And this is a really common one I see on those pages all the time is different photos of different babies and toddlers and their rashes. Hey, is it meningitis? Hey, is it eczema? Hey, is it an allergic reaction? If you're on them, you'll know what I mean. Any concerns in pregnancy and motherhood should be absolutely directed to medical professionals. And hey, I know it's tempting to ask online because you know that in five minutes, you're going to have 25 replies, probably all different, some of the same, most of them all different, but they're not medical professionals. And the experience they're giving about what they have been to the doctor about with their child, that did look similar. That's their experience and not yours and not your child. I want to tell you a little story, Um, may sound a bit odd, but I'm going to tell you a little story that I have a few times had to tell women that I'm looking after as a midwife. And I use it as a way of kind of putting into context what you're doing potentially when you're actually online taking medical advice, I say that in inverted commas, medical advice from online strangers. So 
you've got to shut your eyes here and imagine with me. If you're driving and listening, don't shut your eyes, just imagine. You're driving your car down the road and it starts making an unusual loud noise, let's say a banging or a tapping noise. You keep driving it and then you find that the noise won't go away and it's actually concerning you enough that you actually think something's wrong with my car. So what do you do? You then go home and you go online and type in and describe that said noise to a community Facebook board. Hey, you may even put a photo up, may even put a video up. And then someone tells you these did that too and it just needed, I don't know, water and radiator or something like that to keep driving. So you're going to be like, oh, cool, yay, take their advice. Keep driving the rest of the day and the car stops working completely and breaks down. You then wouldn't sit in there in your broken down car. You wouldn't then go back online and ask what to do now, would you? You would probably regret, regret it a lot, not going actually to going seeing a mechanic or getting some mechanical advice in the first place. And you'll regret risking it because now your car potentially, I don't know, let's say the engine's blown up or something major's happened and the issue's actually bigger than it was earlier that day when you were asking online for unqualified advice. That there, my friends, is a basic way of asking for medical advice on mum groups. Replace the car with your child or unborn baby if you're pregnant. And I'm pretty sure you get my drift without me having to go in and redo the analogy. Idea behind it, don't wait. Don't trust strangers with probably no medical degrees and online strangers at that and always 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 I'm going to say always probably 25 times in this section but always get your medical advice from midwives from doctors from nurses from child health nurses if you're worried if you're concerned enough to put it out there and ask it warrants someone being someone with a qualification to be able to check it for you the risk is absolutely too great if you don't a broken down car will be the least of your concerns put it that way so I think I've drilled in enough about the medical advice and you probably ask other medical professionals and they're the same. They probably literally scour those boards trying to stop themselves from jumping up and down. And I've got colleagues that actually remove themselves from anything mum group related because they get so furious about what they see being dished out by other mothers as far as advice goes. Anyway, moving on, we're going to go to con number two. And the con number two I see for you and something to be mindful of again is the perfect mums. In every mother's group, there are perfect mums, and I'm talking Brie Vanderkamp from Desperate Housewives before we found out she had a few um, hidden things in the closet. But yeah, think Brie Vanderkamp, the perfect mums. The ones that know all the answers, they've got beautiful pictures, perfect relationships, totally nailing parenting, but that's on the outside. See, I've got two issues with these mums. Firstly, you're watching them parent and win at life and feel like you're in their shadow. Let's go, I'm going to go Online Olive, because the name starts with O, Online Olive. She's got answers for everything. She's got perfectly behaved kids. They sleep 12 hours a night. She's giving you advice on all the amazing things she's done to tame tantrums and get toilet training done by the time the baby's 15 months old and all these amazing things that she's doing and her children are just absolutely nailing it as well as her. What are you sitting there thinking? You feel that you've done something wrong. You're doing something wrong. Maybe if you just did what she does and what if it doesn't work? Is that because your mothering sucks and you're just not as good and pretty much you're just a crap mum all round? Been there, done that. I've read these stories and I've, I've doubted myself too at times. Maternal mental health is a mass, mass, massive focus of mine and pretty much one of the reasons is the whole podcast even exists in the first place. But anyway, one of the biggest threats to your maternal mental health in this day and age that we have of the online world is absolutely comparisons. Comparisons as a mother, killer, killer. 
I don't want you comparing yourself to online Olive. And hey, I'm going to apologize to anyone listening called Olive. And I'm just the first O name I thought of. So we're rocking with Olive. I don't want you anyway, sitting at home, probably unshowered in your PJs. It's four o'clock. You're online asking for advice about settling your baby and pretty much probably crying yourself as you're asking this question. And then you're looking, getting this advice from online Olive and it seems so easy and straightforward for her. I don't want you having that, taking that on mentally. Instead, I want you to think about this and just keep this in mind. And again, I'm not doing this podcast to make you jump off all the online mother's groups. Absolutely not. I just want you to be a bit mindful about certain things. Anyway, back to it. When you've got this perfect mum, this all this image of a perfect mum in the groups, and you're always going to have some, I just want you to keep this in mind. Online Olive is probably not that perfect. She's probably not that together, not that calm about this parenting gig. Her and her partner probably don't even look that sweet and cute at all times. And God forbid, they may even be bickering just as much as you and your partner are about life in general and parenting and disagreeing. But that's not going to be on her social media feed, I bet. And sometimes those mums don't even want to acknowledge that on in Facebook mum groups because she probably also looks crap after a night up with the baby or night. And you know what? She probably almost definitely, definitely cries as well. Wonders if she's a terrible mum and how she can feel less stressed and less lonely and less exhausted. In her shoes, for her, showing up online in this together, organized, absolutely perfect, spick and span way, that might be her way of making her feel like she is okay. And she might not be either. So I guess what I want you to take, one thing from this is I want you to think the perfect mums on your mother's group are more than likely, I'm going to say almost definitely, not as perfect. I don't want you comparing yourself to them. Think of them as like yourself and like a lot of people in this online world, everyone's participating in a masquerade ball. Their mask is there and it is perfect and they've got this perfect persona. But the reality underneath is that they are just a real person with real flaws and real issues and probably a heck of a lot of real concerns about their mothering as well. So please keep that in mind when they're in these conversations. I guess the last con in this little bite-sized episode I want to go over is this. And it is con number three. The loneliness can still exist unless you actually make something from those online somewhat superficial friendships and turn them into real life friendships. This is a con that I kind of need to explain a bit more because you're probably thinking, what is Tash talking about? I'm a bit confused. Don't get me wrong. The friendships you make in these, these online groups can be a freaking sanity saver. And that is a huge pro that I'm going to get into shortly. But the con on the flip side of this is when you're in a position and you actually don't extend those friendships to anything more than the odd comment here or the odd chat conversation under a photo on a group, you're spending so much time in these groups with just brief comments to strangers. You're actually never getting any deeper. And this can be an absolutely lonely world and you can feel you're surrounded by online friends, yet you actually never really get to know any of them. And in times of need, there's going to be no one to show up. You know, I say, you know, showing up online or showing up in real life to help you as you kind of keep everyone at an online arm's length for want of a better description. And this really sucks. As you you then kind of need to evaluate how much time you're spending in these groups. And if you still feel lonely, it's not going to get any better potentially, but it will just be a bit of a time waster while you're going through that place. I guess this rolls me um, in this one. I kind of want to roll it straight into the pro on the same topic with regards to the online friendships. And 
that is given that I need to start with the pro of the friendships you can make in these groups. As you know, I've just talked about when you kind of keep everything superficial and keep it for one at arm's length. It's a weird position of feeling like you're investing so much time in something, yet you're still so lonely because you're actually not getting to know anyone properly. So when I jump to the pro about that, online groups are pretty much the modern day coffee group or play group that new mums would attend. Often it starts with a due date group in pregnancy and that can often extend to coffee dates if mums are local to you. That can extend to regular catch-ups. And this can go on for many, many years. Lifelong friendships can actually be established from these groups. And I've seen this. I've seen friends develop these groups from due date beyond. And I'm talking they've got teenage children right now and they still catch up. They go on their mum holidays. They talk online. This bond is huge. And it's enough to make someone jealous. Heck, I'm jealous I've never joined one of these groups and really made those kind of friendships when I had my children. So for this reason, these groups can be a godsend. And they can be life-changing. I'm going to say, just make sure you get the balls. And yeah, I just told you to get the balls, ladies. But get the balls to take these friendships offline and meet up with people if they're local to you. Actually start to make some real connections. And that way you're going to get the very best out of this fantastic opportunity to potentially make lifelong true friends in this big old world of motherhood. And if you can't meet someone because they're not local, start a bit more of an in-depth chat. Start talking to more people. Actually take these friendships just that one step further to make real friendships. Okay, pro number two. You can absolutely learn tips, tricks, and get fantastic ideas on what may or may not work for you from reading other people's stories on these groups. Whether it can be tips on, you know, how Shelly from Sydney gets her toddler to eat more dinner or... Ideas on rainy day activities that don't make too much mess. I love those ones. I hate mess. I'm not a Play-Doh mum or a paint mum. That's something for another episode. <laughs> but anyway, you can also get hot tips on mum hacks that worked for, you know, someone or someone from Melbourne's posting about some great mum hacks. You can absolutely get some fantastic ideas. There is so much we can learn from each other and even trying a new activity or testing something out. It might be a total fail, and I have to admit I have done a few fails myself and I've tried things, and I think it's just because I'm doing them wrong, but that's okay. But you might also try something and have an absolutely freaking eureka moment because you find something you're now going to implement, your kids loved it, it made life easier, and your life is going to be easier, and it's also going to keep your kids entertained, which is always a bonus. So this is a massive, massive pro of these groups that you'll no doubt find yourself in. If you've got children, you'll be in a group of some sort. Some of you might be in 20 groups. That's okay. But no, you can absolutely get some awesome tips from other parents in these groups. I'm going to rock to the final pro. And we're going pro number three here. The sanity that comes from posting online to people who know what you mean. And I'm going to kind of break this down. Like if you're going to post on your own Facebook page or Instagram page or Twitter page or whatever social media page is cool when you're listening to this, if you're going to post on your own personal page about the issues you're having with your baby or the toilet training drama with your toddler, you may have a small handful of friends that are like, hey, yeah, me too. And they're going to reply and they're going to comment. But what's the bet? If you post that same question or that same concern in a mum's group, you are going to have a whole bunch of mums from all around the world potentially that are going to be sympathizing, offering tips, offering tricks, just offering support, offering you a morale boost, basically from wherever they are. For our own sanity, sometimes we just absolutely want people to say, 
yeah, mine did that too, or that sucks, or I hate that too, or it's okay, mine lasted two weeks. You need people to back you up. You want to know it's not just you going through that stage. And these groups are pretty fabulous for this because I've had a few times where I've just wanted to get out there and vent and say, oh my gosh, this is happening. This is this is so annoying. How am I going to get out of this? Or when's this stage going to end? And my toddler's doing this. And having 17 comments of people saying, OMG, me too. I did this or I did that or just ride the wave. It's going to be okay. Makes you feel a bit better that it's not just you in the world going through this at that time. This is absolutely fabulous. A fabulous, fabulous, fabulous thing for these online mum groups and chat groups. It's probably actually literally what they are intended for by the first people who started creating these, probably literally did it just because they wanted other mums to say, oh my gosh, me too. And that's the reason that that earns my pro number three spot. And I actually hope that that's one of the biggest things you actually get from these groups. I guess that's the biggest pro for me about these groups as well. It's the feeling of not being the only mum in the world going through that. What you're going through at the same time, you're probably going through the same as a few million mums around the place. And having some people say, I am doing that too, I am going through that too, makes you feel so much more normal and so much more human. Anyway, I said this was going to be bite-sized and I've skipped through fast three cons, three pros, and I've sped through it because I just wanted to give you a bite-sized chunk on the pros and cons of these online mothers groups and just some tips I would really like you to keep in mind. So that wraps it up, bite-sized episode. I don't want to lecture you or also try to influence you one way or the other. But as I said before, I want you to know the good and the bad as such from these online groups. Use them for good, not evil. Um, Use them to support. Use them to make some friendships. They will be a godsend. Just please, please, please keep in mind the things I mentioned earlier, and then you're off to a cracking start. What I want you to do is I want you to jump onto my Instagram page, which is Welcome to Motherhood Podcast. And let me know the one, I'm going to narrow it down to one, the one biggest benefit that you have got from being in a mum group where you are. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Welcome to Motherhood podcast. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when each new episode hits the airwaves. I hope you enjoyed it and can walk away with a few key take-home messages to help you make your motherhood journey that little bit easier. See you next time.